Am I at the right podium? Oh, okay. <laughs> Amen. I love that song. I've never heard it before. And I love it. And I think I'm going to be singing this home on the way. So I'd love to hear it again and maybe after service. <laughs> Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, we will have our Gloria Patry.
and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in this day, and the young men and the old shall be married. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their full fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says the Lord. Thanks be to God. And at this time, because I have a huge voice, <laughs> at this time, we will have our favorite hymn, which is Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God, number 447 in your hymnal. that if anyone has any joys or concerns that you would make them known at this time. Yes, I see you right here. In the back? No? Okay. Anyone else? I have a joy. I woke up this morning. My eyes work just fine. If we all can blink and smile, that means that we are alive and that is something to be thankful for. Amen? Amen. So, are there any others, any other joys this morning? Okay, well, we've got food on our tables and clothes on our backs and the activity of our limbs, and that's a lot. All right, so we will pray. Let's go ahead and pray. 
Father, we just thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. Your word says that we shall rejoice and be glad. God, we understand that there are many who are traveling this weekend, this holiday, and some are stuck at the airport. Some people are stuck on the roads, but God, we ask that you give them grace and you give them mercy as they travel home and that they find their loved ones and their homes in good condition. Uh, we also thank you, God, for keeping this church in health and in perfect peace. We ask that you would continue to unify them because your word says that a band of three is not easily broken. So we thank you that you keep and bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. We ask for the health of this community. We understand that the Omicron uh, variants and all of the flu-like symptoms are running rampant, but God, we thank you even now that you continue to cover us, you continue to protect us, you continue to keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds and our hearts stayed on you. Bless this church and everything that they do. We ask that you would prepare this congregation for the return of your people. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. We say hallelujah and amen. We ask that, Lord, you would hear our prayer and incline your ear to us and grant us thy peace. Peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd also like to let everyone know that there is an offering plate uh, that has been placed at the back of the sanctuary. So if you would like to feel free to leave your offering as you exit, uh, that would be highly appreciated. We know that ministry does take resources, finances, and it's called money. Amen. So we thank God for that. And because I am online, I'm going to ask that anyone who is watching online today, my preaching is dedicated to the First uh, Baptist Church in Chai And we have, uh, if you are, uh, would like to send, can I send checks here? Yes. If you would like to send a check or a money order, you can send it to First Baptist Church in Chile, 3182 Chile Avenue, Rochester, New York, 14624, and mark it offering and tithe so that it can go into the right designated space. So we thank God for our online community. Amen? Amen. So at this time, our ministry of music will come forth, Sue and Joyce, with Where No One Stands Alone.
Amen. That was beautiful. Let us now turn to the word of the Lord. It's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8a. In your pew Bible, it is on page 949. Our scripture reading again will be coming from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8a. And in your pew Bible, it'll be page 949. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for that beautiful reading. And I am going to just tell you a few things for about 10 minutes. How's that sound? Let me have a thumbs up. (laughs) So. This has been a very trying week coming into a new year. And a lot of times people make these New Year's resolutions, like I'm going to the gym and I'm going to eat right. And I found myself saying, well, this is just another day that the Lord has kept me, right? And so we uh, come into this new year and, and a lot of people I watch on social media and they say, new year, new me, and I'm going to make a new plan for my life and I'm going to turn some other things over and I'm going to do things differently. And we find that on January 1st, we end up really doing almost the same old, same old thing. My task today is to remind this congregation that it's all in God's plan. No matter what plans we make, no matter what we say we are going to do, there is nothing that we can do outside of God's will. Everything that's already been done. A lot of times people have said to me and they've asked and they've, they've said, well, why, uh, if God is so powerful, if God is so majestic, then why is this virus taking over? And I said, you got to understand, it's all in God's plan. Well, how could that be when so many people are dying? Well, death is inevitable. 
We are all going to meet Jesus face to face one day. We don't know the day, we don't know the hour when the Son of Man cometh, and so therefore we have to always be watchful, we have to always be vigilant, we have to always pray, we have to keep our space clean. And I preached on watch night and I preached about establishing our boundaries, establishing our borders, because these are the things that God desires for us. If I can just recap that just a little bit, just to tell you a little bit about what I preached. I preached about Israel's walls being broken down in the book of Nehemiah and how the church, the city of Jerusalem, the people of God were devastated by how their borders had been uh, destructed and how that it all, uh, they didn't have any lines of demarcation or lines of distinction, anything to tell the people of God from the people of the world. But what I did not tell them that I'm so happy that I'm able to tell you today is that that also was all in God's plan. Sometimes destruction and devastation and opposition has to come into our lives so that we don't get complacent and we don't become comfortable with the way that things are. Sometimes people have to leave, sometimes people have to go, and, and, and some people have had to die. Some relationships have had to die. Because if it, if it would have stayed there, we may have become complacent and fallen into looking exactly like the world. Am I making sense? Put your little finger up if I'm, if I'm making some sense. That's what I tell, my, I tell my seventh grade students. I'm a seventh grade teacher and I tell them, give me a five or give me a, a fist. If you need to stop, tell me to stop. If you understand it, give me a five. But if you got it, give me a one. And so, and so, so what I wanna tell you today is that when we have things that have been broken down in our lives, and this has been a very, I'm not gonna uh, dismiss that this hasn't been a, a depressing season for a lot of people, right? But we have to remain in a place of faith, knowing that God will redeem and God will restore. Our responsibility is to be prepared in the midst. To, to make more sense of it is that God already has a plan. He says it in Jeremiah. He says, I know the plans that I have for you and they are to prosper you and to give you hope and to give you a future and to bring you to an expected end. And he wasn't only saying that just to Israel as a nation, not just to the church, but he says it to us individually, that he has a plan for each and every one of our lives. And our job and our responsibility is to make sure that we check in with God. We clock in, if anybody's still working. I know some of us may be retired, but we still have to clock in and punch that clock and say, God, punch. What do you have for me to do today? What work can I do for you today? Who can I smile at today? Who can I encourage today? And some days, He'll tell you to look in the mirror and smile at yourself and encourage yourself because he says in his word that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. 
These are the elements that when we are dealing with a world that has been broken down, when we are dealing with a world that is in a place of, of chaos and a place of depression, we have to remember that this is all in God's plan because he has to break down some things in order to rebuild some things. On my way here, and I'll just be transparent and I have about, so about four minutes left. <laughs> On my way here, I'm a Facebook preacher. <laughs> and I was talking about how when, it's when God gives us a break, we must take it. When God gives us a break, we must take it. Because in that break, God is going to restore us. Six days God built the world, correct? Give me a number two if you're still with me. Six days God built the world, but on the seventh day, God rested. We are no better than God. We need two days off. We have to take the break. So my encouragement to you is that we've, we've talked about how things have happened in our lives to destroy us, how this, this Delta 19, the first variant, uh, the, the, the COVID-19, and then it was the Alpha and the Beta and the Gamma and the Delta, and now it's Omicron, right? I don't know how many Greek alphabet we're going to go through before we're done with this thing, but I, I got a feeling we're going to have this going hanging over our heads for at least another eight months to a year. I'm sorry to bring, prophets always bring bad news to Israel, but that's okay, we have hope. <laughs> and so the, the, we talked about how things have been broken down, but how it is a plan of God to break things down in order to rebuild them. Sometimes when we're rebuilding things, we have to destroy things completely in order to rebuild it and build back better. And so we, we have this thing where the political system, they want to do it their way, but God is doing it his way. And we have to trust that as people of God. Regardless of who's where and what and whatever, we have to trust that God is in control of this entire thing. So he will restore us. He will rebuild us. He will give us that hope and that future. He will redeem us, which means to make good use of our lives. I wanna encourage you, everything that you have been through personally, everything that this church has been through as a community, and everything that this community has been through as a part of this city, has made us distinct in the world. Don't lose your distinction as the people of God. That is how God redeems us. That's how he knows who we are and where we are, how to find his own sheep. I say redeem, and I'll give you this last thing because I got about two minutes. My daughter, we drink a lot of bottled water. And my daughter has no care or value for keeping bottles for the five cents, even though I pay for it at the register. I know what it is because it has a label that says redeemable. My encouragement is to make sure that you have your label visible that says I'm redeemable. 
I'm worth something, even when I'm empty. Oh, that, that, that went deep. I'm worth something, even when I'm empty. I can be recycled. I can be made into something new. There's some elements in my life that I can give to someone else, some wisdom that I can give, some hope that I can give, a smile that I can give. There's something that I can give, and it's all in God's plan because God's plan is to redeem us and to restore us. So I kind of was all over the place. But restoration, take your breaks. Take that time to sit and enjoy your family, to sit down. Don't be so busy with what needs to happen. God has it all under control. And wear your label, your distinction, that I am redeemable and allow God to rebuild this church, rebuild the walls, rebuild the borders, so that we would be a city of peace, like Jerusalem, on a hill, shining light to everybody who's out there. As I close, I ask God to prepare this church for the people who are getting ready to return to God. I, 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 I have a concentration in prophetic preaching, so I don't want to scare anybody and make it seem a little spooky. But take the break now so that you can be prepared for the people who are getting ready to come through those doors. Because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be running to look for God's word, and it's going to be hard for them to find it. But this church will have its label. We are useful, we are valuable, we are good for something. And we are here to love you and give you correction with love. Am I making sense? Give me a three, four, five. All right, I'm done. <laughs> if you got the message, I'm finished. So I thank God. And at this time, we know that the promise is that he will redeem us, he will restore us. The word was beautifully read. So I encourage you to take some time to reread that word. And I'll read it for you and then we'll have the musician to begin. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Just as he chose us before the foundation of the world to be homely, holy and blameless before him in love. That was the plan. That's the plan of redemption and restoration. Remember that. Okay, I'm really done this time. <laughs> so at this time we will have our communion hymn on page 774, bread of the world in mercy broken.
Perfect words. Perfect words. Our words of institution are found on page 787 in our hymnal. And if you would like to read along with me, I can give them to you. I'll give a few minutes. 787, it's close to the bottom of the page and it's according to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 26. Amen. Okay. For I received from the Lord what I also passed to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The communion prayer is on 790, which is the next page. And as you prepare your bread and wine, I will read this prayer. O Christ, you have opened to us the scriptures and have been known to us in the breaking of bread. Stay with us, we pray you, that we may go in strength, the strength of your presence and your truth all our journey through. And at its end, behold you in the glory of the eternal Trinity, God forever, amen and amen. At this time, if you would take your bread and think about the fact that you are good for God. I am redeemable and redeemed by his body and by his blood. So when he talked to his disciples, he said, take, eat, let us eat together. This is the body that was broken for you so that you don't have to feel broken. In the same manner, he took the cup and he gave thanks and he raised it up and he said, this is my blood. And every time you remember that the blood that flows through your body, I am alive. He said, drink it together and remember together that you are the new covenant and you are saved by grace. Let us drink together. And it says that after the disciples 
had shared bread and drank wine together, that they left out of the house rejoicing and happy because they knew they were not alone. So at this time, we will sing our next hymn, Teach Me Thy Way, O Lord, which is page 586 in your hymnal. church today. <laughs> These hymns, I'm getting a little emotional. Thank you for this service. Thank you. A lot of times they say, oh, thank you for preaching. And I, you know, thank you for being here. And thank you for the spirit of love that is in this place. Let us lift our hands to receive our benediction. With uplifted hands, without wrath, and without doubting, 
Now unto him who is able to keep us all from falling and present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, dominion, majesty, and power, both now and forever. And the people of God said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. At this time, we'll have our bells of benediction. <laughs> 